What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Under the Microscope, where we dissect the art of basketball. I'm Yosef from Valley Basketball Skills Training. I'm Coleman from By Any Means Basketball. So today, um, we have a pretty cool episode. It's going to give you guys a little bit more freedom than we normally would, where we're just going to kind of give you guys information or um, tell you how to do a certain thing. Now we're going to kind of lead you in the right direction of doing something yourself, and that's going to be coming up with your own drills, your own workouts, and really building the most personalized um, training that you can because we believe that the more individualized something can be, the better. And it should, at least this should be the case, that no one knows you as, as a player or even a human more than yourself. So um, Yosef's going to get a little bit into how we can evaluate ourselves as players and, and build that roadmap, and then we'll kind of go from there um, on to how you can kind of start thinking critically personalize your own drills, come up with new drills that no one's ever thought of that pertain to you and maybe only you, depending on how individual you're getting. But Yosef, I'll let you get into kind of that evaluation process first. Yeah, and before I even get into that evaluation process, I just want to talk about more of the importance of why this is good or why you need to be able to do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Just because um, you don't want to have to completely rely on an external outside yes. source to for your game to improve. So the better you can get at taking your game into your own hands, the better you can get at recognizing when a trainer that you're working with is actually um, complimenting what you what you feel like you need to work on and deserving mm-hmm. what you need to work on also. So um, ways that you can assess it, there are a few ways that you can assess where you're at and what areas that you need to work on. I think one of the most obvious ways is just game experience and how you play in your game. So that could be identified through um, watching game tape. So if you, if you have game tape to watch of yourself, resort to that to watch what areas you could improve on, some things that you could have done better, opportunities that you missed that you didn't notice while you were in game. And um, those are always, obviously always going to be the best ways to um, kind of self-assess yourself. But sometimes a lot of players don't really have the opportunity because they, they haven't, say, made a team or they don't have people coming to film their games or whatever that is. So another way you can improve is um, going out and playing and seeing where you make a lot of your own mistakes, kind of consciously yeah. paying attention to how you're making your mistakes or why you're making mistakes. So usually, back when I was younger, whenever I um, try to go one-on-one with somebody, try to do a crossover, I used to get plucked literally every single time. And then it made me really force myself and think about why I was getting plucked. And it made me realize I was exposing the ball too much. I wasn't changing speeds. I wasn't being shifty. I wasn't um, attacking one direction and going to the other. So it just kind of made it obvious to me why I wasn't working. And then I was able to kind of recreate it in training. And then I'll get more into that later. And then another way, and I think this is um, a way that a lot of people are kind of afraid to do it, is uh, asking others what they think. So um, this should be coming from a trusted source. So trainers, coaches, uh, teammates maybe, even even close friends that are pretty familiar with basketball and kind of can guide you in the right direction. Just because you don't want to have to be, um, a lot of players are really um, kind of overconfident and want to block out. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really bad at I'm not bad at shooting. I'm a pretty good shooter. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have to work on that. So they just have that overconfidence. So they don't really feel like they gotta um, develop that. So when you hear it from somebody else that's completely unbiased, then it's gonna tell you the truth straight up. It's a lot, a lot more beneficial and helpful for you to get gather the information you need in order to help develop your own workout plan when it comes to getting to the gym by yourself. So yeah. these are just a few ways that you can come uh, figure out and assess yourself and isolate areas in your game that need to develop and there i'm sure there are plenty of other ways but i think these are the three easiest ways to do it yourself 
if you see something that you want to add into your game, let's say it's, um, for example, Allen Iverson's crossovers. If you want to add that to your game, I w what I would do is look at the end product and then you do it yourself and then kind of track the, um, the differences between. So um, you want to look at the end product as like the destination and where you're at is kind of like your starting point. And then you want to figure yeah. out ways that you can adjust where you're at and help you guide you to get to the point of where your end point the, or the the goal of the Allen Iverson crossover so um ways that you can do that definitely through filming yourself and um kind of repeating these crossovers and then looking for specific qualities that you can break down so the best way to develop any new skill I think is kind of doing it in chunks and breaking it down into pieces that that don't have to deal with the whole entire thing in once at once so you want to first get down the footwork so maybe you would just start off one day just practicing their footwork the same exact way he does it and then trying to repeat that for about a, a day or two before you actually get the ball in your hands. Then you want to work on the actual tightness and control of the ball so you figure out ways that you can develop that control and that um, comfortability with the ball in those motions without so probably doing wide cross or just stationary wide crossovers, um, repeated crossovers, fast, slow, high, uh, low, whatever you want to any type of way that you can kind of adjust that and then um, get different um, uh, like reference points to it. And then um, after that, you want to kind of combine the footwork and the ball handling portions of it and then repeating it through uh, just guided, guided repeated practice. And then after that, just doing that against actual competition and then that will be kind of like your reassessment point where you can kind of see if the work that you put in worked and if it, if it led to the actual desirable results or if it still doesn't work and you're still getting plucked in that way. You just have to be even more honest with yourself and see, all right, now I've wasted my past two weeks, three weeks trying to do this. Maybe I got to do this instead. Yeah, that reassessment process is huge because Definitely. if you don't have that, then you, you would kind of go with that false sense that you have gotten that skill or mastered that skill. And then when you get down to like an actual game situation where it's referees and teams actually involved and instead of just a pickup situation, you're going to have to be you're going to be exposed in a much more um, mm -hmm. uh, negative way. So that's just one way to um, break it down. Like that's yeah. that's one way that I like to break it down using that end product or that end goal as the um, the target, and then just working yourself up to that point by breaking it down to specific movements and specific things that you can kind of isolate within itself, and then develop those yeah. one by one, and then kind of do it like in a building block fashion. No, I like that like the kind of reverse engineering aspect of it. Yeah. I think that's what it all comes down to. Like, is trainers will look at what we want to get to a certain player to, um, whether it be a really broad skill of just like shooting, for example, or a very specific move, um, like you were mentioning, like a certain crossover, Allen Iverson crossover. Um, on those moves, like you said, you covered that, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. You're going to take the footwork, you're going to take um, the ball control aspects of it, so working on that, the comfort of your ball, of the ball outside of your body. Um, and then working on all these components and then the better and better you get, the more you start to implement them together. And then in terms of more broad skills, which before I go into this, I do want to mention that um, the more specific you can get with your evaluations, the better mm -hmm. it's going to be and the Definitely. easier it's going to get for you to come up with these drills. Because if you're saying like, all right, I need to get better at shooting, ball handling and passing. There are so many possibilities yeah. within those three things that, that it would yeah. just take way too long. And you, would, you wouldn't really have anywhere to start. And I think that's where a lot of players struggle is just they don't have kind of a place to start. They just, with the evaluation process, 
Um, either they don't do it, so they're just coming up with drills blindly or looking for drills blindly, or they say like, all right, I need to work on shooting. Where do I start? And there's just so many possibilities there that they have no idea. So come up with more specific things. So if you notice that you are getting a lot of shots where you're coming off like a rising up from the corner, but you're missing them, then that's going to be something that you have to work on. Um, and then just start to reverse engineer those, like, like you were talking about, Yosef, where you just um, figure out the, the components to it. So if I'm coming up, let's say coming off a curl, um, I'm, I'm looking at the footwork. I'm looking at which area on the court it is. So let's say um, I start in the corner a lot because of the offense that I run in my high school or whatever. Um, and I'm kind of putting you guys, myself in you guys' shoes, excuse me. Um, and so I'm likely going to be curling onto the, into the wing, like into that kind of area, mid-range three. So start off maybe in the wing area and the mid-range. Start like with that just one-two curl off the footwork or um, off the one-two footwork off the curl. Um, maybe throw a little hop footworks in there if you also are comfortable with those start building up from the footwork look at all everything else that's involved in it so getting open work on like the um kind of change of speed and and physicality that comes with coming around a screen really just identify all these components and write them all down so i'll write down like footwork getting open um curling tight to the screen uh rotating my body a bit in mid-air because on the curl, I'm shooting quickly. Um, speed of the shot, all these things. And then you're going to start to just think really creatively and come up with answers to these little things, which is where this, this is where it gets fun to me is now I've identified yeah, yeah. what I need to work on. And at this point, it's just really thinking creatively and thinking and just coming up with ways that you can work on this. A lot of the times you'll find that you already have drills for this because you may have done them with a trainer or you may have seen them online but you're never going to think of them unless you identify what you're trying to work towards. And the sooner you kind of come up with that short list of what you need to work on, then not just overall, but in the individual skills that you need to work on, um, there are going to be specific points under that. And those are the kind of answers that we want to get with our drills. And I think... There's also kind of a, I mean, there's so many type of drills out there, like from the most specific drills to more game situation drills. Game situation drills are easy for me. The more that we can simulate a live situation, the better. And that's really just going to come from putting yourself in situations that you would see in game or that you want to see in a game. And this comes again with the evaluation process. So you're understanding where am I in a game? Um, what are the main actions that I'll be doing to make moves, what speeds am I going at, um, what are the options out of these situations, and then just repping those out. And those are the kind of easy ones for me. And eventually, I feel like if you just continue to reverse engineer what you need to work on, um, and I'm saying reverse engineer a lot, it's basically what Joseph mentioned when he was yeah. talking about just looking at the final product and then finding the smaller components within that product and then just working on those. So eventually, whether it's adding a technique or whether it's um, adding or working on a certain like a curl or um, getting the ball off quick out of your hands quicker or um, a certain kind of component of ball handling or just a game situation, the quicker you find those what you need to work on and then the keys to each component that you want to work on, then it's going to be easier to find 
those answers to those which are the drills and i think that's where the fun kind of comes in yeah yeah definitely and i think that it could be broken down into um two types of training or two mm. types of ways to set up your drills where you can have game situation drills like we just talked about where you reverse engineer yeah. the whole entire process and just work out of all the options that come out of there. So um, like with the, like with, even with the Allen Iverson crossover, once you've mastered that crossover, then you can start practicing. Um, you don't just stop there. You start practicing counters to that crossover right. and then other ways to score off of that crossover and make a play for, for others on the team. But um, another area the another area that can be... Um, like focused on or looked at for drill creation or uh, training is um, mechanical drills. So yeah. I think this is just a, a way you can kind of get creative where you want to like, let's say you're particularly struggling with a specific game situation drill and then you're not figuring out why you're not like getting better at it. So another way that you can kind of, you might just have a mechanical fundamental issue with that, that specific drill. So if it's that Allen Iverson crossover that we're going to use for this example, let's say that you just really struggle with planning that lead foot to to um sell that direction and to um whip that crossover back to the other side and attack off that direction so let's say you struggle planning that foot and really selling that initial direction so what you could do instead is um come up with a mechanical way where you can kind of break it down and just focus on creative ways to uh develop that specific skill where it's not really game specific but it's just a mechanical structure that you or mechanical drill that you're using to structure up that to build up to that game situation drill. So it's kind of like um, uh, even more um, microscopic version of it instead of the... Yeah, uh, I like that. So instead of like the macro portion of it. So um, that's definitely something that like... Because I think that's a lot of... That's what a lot of people kind of get thrown off by when they see a lot of trainers doing uh, quote-unquote non-game specific drills and they think it's like really bogus drills. And then it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Like that's not... You never have to do this in a game. And then trainers get yeah. a lot of heat for it because they're like well obviously you're not going to have to do this in the game but this particular player struggles with doing this with this game situation drill so right. I'm making him do this to develop that so I think a lot of people need to get away from being um, kind of like looked at weirdly by others for doing these non-game specific drills in order to because a lot of times when you're by yourself in the gym and you're working out and you're not really with any trainer and people are watching you're going to look weird at some point so you just got to be comfortable yeah. with the fact that you're developing your game at your own way and you know that you have some you have your own plan and that's going to work eventually and that other people may not understand it but you just got to stick to your process and develop it anyways facts facts no i like that and i think um just kind of wrapping it up and for me at least um on social media like whenever i put out a drill it's not applicable to everyone so if you see a drill on anyone's page that doesn't mean go out and do it but yeah, the, yeah. the reason why I continue to pump out drills and, and all this stuff on social media is so that you guys can have some self-efficacy and learn how I kind of my thought process of how I come up with drills, how I apply them, get some ideas, and then come up with your own drills. Because if you only use the drills that you use on social media, you're going to be extremely limited. The best yeah. players are able to train without trainers and do it effectively. And that's just because they know their game so well and they think very, very creatively in terms of yeah. how they can elevate their game. And the more you get into that kind of mindset, the better. It's not easy, obviously. It's the reason why trainers get paid a lot of money and, and why you know, players are in such a high demand for trainers. But um, it's, it's something that the more you can get into yourself, the easier because you're not always going to be 
having a trainer with you. So whenever you see a drill on social media or on you know YouTube or someone else doing it in the gym, or you, even if you're working with a trainer or another player and they give you a drill, don't just take that drill and, and repeat it over and over again. Add something to it, take away from it, never use it again. Use it every day. Like it, it just kind of use context and in, in, in in those situations and be able to come up with your own drills as well so you're not limited just to the drills that you've been exposed to in the past. Yeah, yeah. And I think the best way to summarize that is imitating and innovating. So yeah, imitate it at like first, that. master it, then take it to another level and start figuring out ways you can add your own spice to it and your own kind of game to it and then um, innovate it and then kind of see where it can go from there. And I think that's what a lot of players have done with them, um, even in the past with guys like Kobe that imitated Michael Jordan's game so heavily and then he kind of added his own aspects to it and his own innovation to it which mm-hmm. made him a lot more of a threat than he um, than I don't want to say a lot more of a threat than Michael Jordan was but a lot more of a threat than he was prior to he had what he right, had known yeah. with um, what he learned from Michael Jordan so and that was just a player using another player but trainers definitely I've, I've definitely looked at other trainers and saw some oh, stuff yeah. that they did and then like Oh, I like the way they did that. Maybe we can make it kind of like a competitive aspect where we can add this. And we've just we've just taken a lot of inspiration from a lot of other people and just added our own kind of twist to it for specific players that we know that can develop or can um, benefit from that specific uh, change or that right. um, adjustment that we made to that specific drill. For sure. But yeah. No, I like that. And I think, yeah, innovate, continue to innovate as a player and as a trainer. And the more you're able to do that, the better you'll be able to work on your game by yourself or call mm-hmm. out bullshit when you're working with a trainer or, or if exactly. you are a trainer um, and you see other yeah. people do stuff, um, then then you're just going to have a way better understanding for the game and for how to improve as a player. And that's huge as a basketball player, obviously. Yeah. And I think it's definitely an underlooked area. The main um, prerequisites for doing this, though, I think are high attention to detail, uh, creativity. Because when, when you're watching your game tape and when you're watching um, even NBA game tape or college, whatever else that you're watching, it's, uh, it's really easy to miss out on plenty of details that players are going through, like footworks. If you see somebody attacking, if you just see somebody uh, make a move and attack and then go into a one dribble pull-up to the right, it's, and then you see the miss, then you think that, oh, okay, maybe there's bad at pull-ups going right. But then there's a lot more to it. Maybe it was... Uh, the forework and how they got to the ball, maybe it's how they caught the ball, maybe they picked up the ball too early, maybe they didn't create enough separation, they went wide. It's not just they're bad at shooting going right. There's a lot more to that. So try to be as specific and detail-oriented as you can. And then on top of that, I think creativity comes is, is huge in that also because when you look at a specific uh, drill or a specific um, action that you did in a game, you got to be highly creative to figure out ways to to recreate that situation in training when you're by yourself. So being creative and having having high attention to detail, I think are the two main requisites, prerequisites to being able to create your own workouts. And I think that's something that a lot of trainers have mastered and able to do, not only for themselves and the players that they work with, but even for potential players that they haven't even had the opportunity to work with yet. Yep, definitely. Yeah. And that comes down to watching film. So if you guys are listening to this, go check out the ebook I just dropped. Little yeah, yeah, plug exactly. right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the more, the better you're able to watch yours and other film and other players' film, um, it's gonna, you know, allow your knowledge of the game to really take off. So, a little plug yeah. right there. But um, 
that's all I got really a little short episode but hopefully we gave you guys something valuable you got anything else yeah um no pretty much just stay curious and just stay um yeah stay hungry for more and just look keep looking for ways to improve you're not nobody's ever perfect so just keep working mm-hmm. keep working and figure out ways to improve and stay creative with it hey 